Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. After about 30 minutes of technical difficulties, we are back here. I am in the States again. The two of you are still in Asia mm-hmm. for at least another week. Yeah, still in Asia, freezing our butts off. <sighs> and yeah, we're uh, we're doing what we can here. I, I do wonder, I'm at the point of like, what type of animal sacrifice must we do in order to get Yahweh to bless this stream Ooh, yeah. today? Because the wind is not at our backs today. I I know. Uh, we need to go to a shrine and like Emperor Meiji's spirit or whatever. We need to throw in some money mm-hmm. and clap twice and then do it. By the way, I don't know if you two know, but like I did like a couple other. I, we went back to Emperor Meiji's shrine and then I did a couple other. Mm-hmm throw them in. So, so far. <laughs> Some other prayers. Yeah, so far. <laughs> so you've had like, you've developed like a whole relationship with Emperor Meiji. Well, I only yeah. did that like once, but then I found a couple other shrines and did it as well. And it was good. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. at least one of my prayers came true. So the money works. Okay. okay. I guess that shows okay. that if you give money to God or a spirit, then you will get back what or you asked for. Or an emperor. Cool. Yes, a dead emperor. Only dead emperors. Got it. Yeah, only dead emperors. Okay, I did some quick research here. okay. Okay. And it seems like there is a shrine. It's the Kanda Myojin Shrine in Chiyoda City, Tokyo. Oh. That is apparently the shrine to go to to pray for tech-based blessings. Oh. They also apparently sell talismans (laughs) that will bless electronic devices. So let's go right now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you have to go. Field trip. (laughs) So that's where we need to go, apparently. That's uh, go right after this. It's because it's near Akihabara. Oh, that makes sense. That's where all the tech stuff is. Um, There are people in the chat asking if we went and visited the Japanese Jesus. We did not, unfortunately. (sighs) I I, I did research into it and it was just like, it was going to be like a thousand dollars total. Wow. Just to be able to go like paying for the transit and and lodging and stuff for all three of us. It was just far enough away and it was really hard to justify the expense. Yeah, and so also, really it's your fault as parishioners for not giving us enough money. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. I like that. Also, also, um, we learned that basically in the wintertime, it, it gets very snowy there. And so a lot oh. of stuff just closes yeah. down. But mm. during the summer, they actually have like a festival and various things like, like Jesus that. Jesus festival. Yeah. Wait, really? So to Japanese Jesus? That's amazing. Japanese Jesus. Yeah. 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 yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I love that. So we gotta come back. Yeah, perhaps in the summer we could come back and make it a more official trip. I um, love that. So once we much. have more cult funds there you built go. up, yeah. Right. I was shocked. Exactly. I mean, you two were there, but I was really shocked to find a Scientology center in Tokyo. Mm. Like I was just walking down a road, and then all of a sudden, to my left, there was this giant Scientology building. Mm. So yeah, like religion is alive and well there. Not as much. Clearly, as it is here, <laughs> uh-huh. but it's there, and yeah, 
pretty amazing. So, all right. Well, let's talk about what we're drinking because Emily yeah. finally made fancy cocktails. But first, let, let us tell you about our less interesting drinks. Please, yes, okay. go for it. So, so as you know, when we're in Japan, we often like to get chuhais, which are these you know flavored fruity sorts of things. But this year, there have been a lot of these ones with this label that says no sugar. Oh, and I actually picked one up by accident the first time, not realizing that that was there. And then when I got home, Dedeker was like, oh, this says sugar-free, which to my mind means crappy artificial sweeteners yeah. that I hate usually upset my stomach, like not a fan of them. And that, But we read the ingredients and there's actually just no sweetener at all. Oh. And so they're fruit flavored, but like they tend to be a little more sour, a little more interesting, Kind of like tastes that. more like a fancy cocktail because it's not mm. just dripping with sugar. So it's actually great. And they had a brand new flavor that uh, you can see here is a limited time uh, selling of this. And this is acerola cherries. Acerola? How do we say that in English? I thought that was a tomato for a second. And I was like, what are you, kinda look like what are you drinking? I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's acerola. A- acerola, Dedeker. Okay, acerola. Yeah. 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 Acerola. Good. good. Dedeker. Cool. Um, but anyway, it's quite nice because it's like a little bit of a bitter, but also a little sweet, but without mm. any sugar to make that happen. I mean, besides, I guess, whatever's in the fruit flavoring that's in it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to me, they taste like like if you're going to make a fruit cocktail at home, but like you didn't add any kind of simple sh- simple syrup or yeah. any sugar or something like that. Like yeah. You just, like you just kind of grind up some sugar. Yeah. I mean, fruit. Grind up some fruit. Not sugar. Some fruit. You just kind of dunk fruit some sugar. fruit in your drink and then call it good. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any any fruit. In my drink, if you know what I mean, today. What's in your drink? I'm just having a highball that's karakuchi, which means it's very dry, mm. so not very sweet at all. Yeah. So it was that kind of morning. Just needed to go straight to the... <laughs> straight to whiskey and soda. Straight, straight. straight to whiskey and soda. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably help our technical difficulties for sure. Um, I am drinking one of my classics, which is uh, raspberry martini, just lemon juice, agave... Raspberries muddled in vodka, and it is delightful. It's nice to be able to go home and make myself a drink as opposed to going to a bunch of fancy bars and paying for a fancy drink. <laughs> Not that I didn't really enjoy that because I did that a lot on the strip, and it was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yummy. Um, I will say what I remember from last time is that we were contemplating all of the superpowers or like the things that Jesus gave to his disciples specifically Mm, and saying that like they didn't really have some of the abilities that he had or they only got to use those abilities a couple times, whereas he could use them way more often. Do you remember that? That was what I remembered about last last time. And also that Jesus was a spy. About like the number of charges? Yes. Yeah, either the level of his spells. Or the number yeah. of spell slots. Oh yeah, also Jesus being a spy for God. Right? Or somebody is yeah. a spy. Yeah. And now I want to wa- watch more Spy Family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Yeah. Well, so we also talked last week about wondering how much longer Luke is. Because it seems like we're getting toward yeah. the end times. But, I mean, not the end times. But, you know, the end times. Uh, is that we actually, after today, have five more episodes. So there's actually okay. quite a bit of Luke left. So I'm, I'm thinking surprised. he might spend longer giving us more details, perhaps. Yeah. Because I remember, Emily, in the last two Gospels, you've kind of been like, oh, it just kind of like 
happened with no fanfare and it was done. So it's possible that Luke's going to give us those details that maybe you were hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. We're going to get it this time. And Let's dive in. Well, I I had one other thing I wanted to bring up is that today we're going to get Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer. Oh. And I was curious, Emily, if you remember the Lord's Prayer because we've only done it once before. It was in Matthew, but not Mark. It's like... The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> no, that's good. That's a, that's a Psalm. That's a Psalm. 99, yeah. 100. I oh, forget yeah. which one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> Probably when we get to it, I'll be like, oh yeah, that one. It's all right. We'll get a review. Yeah. We'll get a review. I looked up some trivia about it, but maybe we can talk about that after we read this section. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm also super jet lagged, so like reaching that far back in my memory right now. <laughs> sure, sure. Maybe not gonna happen. That's mm-hmm. fine. Wait, give her a hint. People are telling you to give me a hint. Can you can you give me just a slight hint? Sure. It's the one that starts with our father, who art oh, in yeah. heaven. Oh yeah, who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, hallowed be thy name. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> at the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got some words. It's like yeah. all it is is lead up, and then that's it. Nothing mm-hmm. else. Uh, that kingdom funny. come. Did I say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Father, yeah, I think you did. Yeah, that's good. Hallowed be thy name. That kingdom come. <laughs> you just looped back on yourself again. <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> and the, and it just loops. It no, just it's loops. so funny because yeah, like you kind of forget when you're raised Christian in the church. <laughs> My mom. You. Yeah. Wrong sorry, my, my mom already is like wrong order. I'm like, okay, <laughs> mom, sorry. I don't, you you didn't tell me this, so don't know it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was funny though, because it's like one of those things that you just learn kind of like, like the Pledge mm. of Allegiance or something like that, that it's just, that it kind of comes out. You don't even think about the words really. They just kind of happen because you said it so many times. And it's weird to think okay. that people don't know it. But it, but it makes sense that they wouldn't, right? If they weren't repeating that every day, or like if you're not a U.S. citizen, you wouldn't know the national, you know, the the Pledge of Allegiance. That's true. In the same way, right? It's just like, but it's so ingrained in us that it just feels like, oh, everyone knows that, but but mm-hmm. they don't. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's fun. Okay, so I was curious if it got into your brain at all, but apparently it didn't. So that's good to know. I think yeah, hallowed be thy name happens after thy kingdom come. Is that it? In heaven. <laughs> <laughs> no, hallowed be the name they came to come. I don't know. I don't freaking know. Whatever. Oh, it's like this, like with Catholics too, like because Catholics have their own mm. repertoire of oh, they yeah. stuff they whip out, like Hail Mary, full of grace, blessed art thou, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah pray for us now pray, and at the pray. hour of our death yeah, no. or something oh, you like know that. It. Now it's, uh, you guys know it. Yeah, I, I Peter. But out. I know it like you know the Lord's Prayer, Emily. It's like all out of order <laughs> and I'm probably skipping I parts. I think you know it pretty well, though. <laughs> I think you know it pretty well. That's okay. Oh, goodness. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Let's get into this book. Today, we are continuing on with Luke, Lucas. Our favorite boy, Lucas, Lucas, who is going to be telling us some more about Jesus, including, of course, the Lord's Prayer, as we are reading Luke chapters 11 and 12 today. As we get started, we want to remind everyone to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please don't do both at the same time. And with that, is it me? Yeah. Yes. It's time for Luke 11. <laughs>
It happened that when he finished praying in a certain place, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. Give us day by day our daily bread. Is that like the song day by day? Forgive us our sins. It's not. Um, (laughs) Different day by day. (laughs) This is a very different translation. So this is kind of fun and fresh for all y'all who know this. (laughs) Forgive us our sins, for we ourselves also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I, I'm laughing because Rockinon in the chat was like, I don't like this Lord's Prayer. For a second, I thought that you meant that you don't like the Lord's Prayer at all. And I was like, mm. okay, is it is like, Jeez. what did it ever do to you? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, this is a little bit different uh, than the normal one for sure, this translation. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And that's it. It's short. Oh. Mm. So I did a little bit of looking into this because I was trying to remember when else we got it. And apparently we get the Lord's Prayer in Matthew and in Luke, but in Matthew, it happens during the Sermon on the Mount. And then in Luke, it happens much later in Jesus's life. I mean, much later, later in the story, at least, later in the gospel. Yeah. uh, When they come and like ask him, and this version is shorter than the other one. And so what it seems like historians think is the case is that this is not an instance where one person copied the other, Mm. but actually that both of them wrote this down and that Jesus may have said something like this or a different story was passed down about these two different tellings of this, which is why it's a little bit different. One's a little shorter. Maybe he'd kind of worked on the efficiency of it over his career. And so this is the like tightened up, really solid, (laughs) short, important one. I don't know. Got it. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) But I I had never heard that before. So that that was my fun learning for the day. Love it. Okay. So he said that, uh, and then he said to them, which of you, if you go to a friend at midnight and tell him, you up? Sorry, (laughs) that's not what he said. You go to a friend at midnight. a friend and more of a booty call, but got it. (laughs) Nice try. And tell him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within will answer and say, don't bother me. The door is now shut and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up to give it to you. I think that's a pretty reasonable boundary to have, but... I mean, yeah, it is. (laughs) But whatever. Apparently Jesus is like, no, let him in, love him, which is fine. Well, we'll find out. Let's see what the lesson is. I actually don't know. I tell you, although he will not rise and give it to him because he is his friend... Yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as many as he needs. Oh, see, he's saying, if your friend says this, just keep bugging him. Just keep keep bugging him until he eventually gives in. He's like, fine. Uh, And like puts on his, you know, puts on his pants and goes and gets you some bread. Nice. Okay, so so I think think now we're going to get to the lesson. Verse 9, I tell you, keep asking and it will be given you. Keep seeking and you will find. Keep knocking and it will be open to you. Mm. You're going to get that bread. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. You are persistent. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it will be open. Oh, that's like, I am the one who knocks. It's kind of like that. Sure. I don't, 
And I actually don't think that's a reference to this at all. But, <laughs> Damn it. Uh, but that is a cool reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is actually used a lot in like the secret kind of manifesting stuff mm. is this whole like ask and you shall receive kind of idea of like all you have to do is want it and then you get it. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Didn't you? you know, that's that's how it goes. I thought that I remember you kind of going on a rant about the secret at one point and being like, this is bullshit. Am I wrong? I've got many issues with with yeah. the whole with the whole thing. Manifestation. But that's thing. you know. That's for another time. That's okay, for another that's time. If you want to put three loaves of bread on your vision board, we won't be the ones to stop you. Yeah. 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 Got it. Vision board. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's continuing on here. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, he won't give him a snake. Instead of a fish, will he? Whoa. What? What? Will he? Idiots. <laughs> or if he asks for an egg, he won't give him a scorpion, will he? Boy. Wow. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Can we see what the message says? Oh, yeah. That's a good That's a good one. About eggs and scorpions and breads. Yeah. Do you think He keeps them as that? That would be interesting. Mm. Okay. Let's see here. He says... Oh, boy. Okay. I'm going to go back to verse 10. He says... <laughs> Don't bargain with God. Be direct. Ask for what you need. This is not a cat and mouse hide and seek game we're in, bro. I feel like bro. there should have been a bro there. Love it. If your little boy asks for a serving of fish, do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? That would be weird. If your little girl asks for an egg, do you trick her with a spider? Oh, he swapped that Ooh. out for scorpion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. Don't you think the father who conceived you in love will give the Holy Spirit when you ask him? Great. No spiders. No spiders here. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the lack of spiders, so that's yeah. good. <laughs> okay. All right. New new section here. He was casting out a demon, and it was mute. Mm. It happened when the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the multitudes marveled. Mm. <laughs> it's just kind of, yeah, hard just cut. Like, they just ins- yeah, inserted that in there a little bit. It was like, oh, by the way, he is really cool and can cast out demons and make people talk. Awesome. Yeah, don't forget. That demon, mostly it was that this particular demon had no spine. There was no resistance. It was just like, oh, okay. Oh, bye. You're right. Oh, I yeah, maybe in. that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's probably what it was. Like, okay, fine. He's gotten so good at it at this point. The demons are just like, all right, bro, we know. He's we know like, you're yikes. too good at this. I'm leaving. I'm out. Okay, so the multitudes marveled at this. But some of them said, he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of demons. Oh. Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. A house divided against itself falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebul, but if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your children cast them out? They're like, I, our children don't. That What? What are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? We never said that. <laughs> Therefore, they will be your judges. 
Can I? I just want to say, like, it would be really annoying if I just met a person who, like, basically only spoke in riddles and parables. <laughs> like, he never gives sure. me a straight answer. You mm, ask him a question, yeah. and he's like, "Let me tell you a tale," and then he like goes off. <laughs> it would be really annoying to me, but maybe everyone finds him just extremely. There's impressive. a long tradition of that. Like a lot of the Zen masters were always telling koans and stuff. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah. say that that it does mm-hmm. feel like Jesus maybe picked up some some techniques from the Zen masters of just kind of yeah. riddles on riddles. Right, because he went to Japan and then came back. There you go. Oh, yeah, of course. That makes sense, actually. He's friends with all the Buddhists. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if I, by the finger of God, cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. Cool. When the strong man, fully armed, guards his own dwelling, his goods are safe. But... When someone stronger attacks him and overcomes him, he takes from him his whole armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. He that is not with me is against me. He who doesn't gather with me scatters. The unclean spirit, when he has gone out of the man, passes through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will turn back to my house from which I came out. When he returns, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes seven other spirits, more evil than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. Okay. The last state of that man becomes worse than the first. What's happening? Anyone? Anyone? No, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Ugh. Yeah. I was hoping you two would know. No, no. Let's see here. So if I'm looking at the message... So he does this whole thing about like, if you're not with me, you're against me. And then he says, when a corrupting spirit is expelled from someone, it drifts along through the desert looking for an oasis, some unsuspecting soul it can bedevil. Okay. So he doesn't say the house thing. He's like, no, a person. When it doesn't find anyone, it says, I'll go back to my old haunt. <laughs> right. I remember this now from previous gospels. This this poor yeah. demon that's just trying to find a home. Right. This poor demon looking for a home. So then it says he he like looks around in the desert for someone else and then doesn't find anyone. So he says, I'll go back. I guess meaning to the person he was originally cast out from. Mm-hmm. And on his return, it finds the person swept and dusted, but vacant. It then runs out and rounds up seven other spirits dirtier than itself. Oh, my. Oh, wow. And they all move in, whooping it up. <laughs> Wait, okay. <Whooping>. Hold. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the lesson here? Yeah. What's our takeaway here? Uh, We're looking to you, Jace. Don't get... Whooping. You're the one who stepped closest to seminary school. Get yeah. whooping spirits out. I, I I bet that seminarians, is that what you call them? Sure. People who go to seminary school or people who are like, I don't know, who have to preach this stuff all the time. I bet that they don't touch certain things because they're like, nobody knows what this means. <laughs> nobody has any clue and I can't make a whole sermon out of this. No freaking idea. So, yeah, the the challenge here is that I I do have an explanation for the lesson, but it's the the sort of indoctrinated I'm putting my spin on this sure. Christian anti-meditation, anti-secular. Oh, right. So so about like don't let yourself even be susceptible to demons like 
doing things like meditation, yoga, playing with a Ouija board, playing with tarot cards, reading Harry Potter, whatever it is. Oh, is that well, it? Well, this, this one specifically, the way that it was taught to me actually as a kid is more that if you get a demon cast out, it'll wander around, but then eventually come back. And if your house, your brain house, or your heart house is empty, like you're trying to do in meditation, then it'll just move right back in. Okay. That's why you got to invite God in and kind of fill it up with God knickknacks and tchotchkes and stuff like that up in your heart and God brain. God knickknacks. I love that so much. <laughs> so yeah, you got to fill up your brain house with, with stuff. With God knickknacks. With God stuff so the demons can't move uh, back in. That's how it was taught okay. to me. I'm actually really curious if anyone's like looked at this more critically. Maybe that's something we could find later on mm. hermeneutic stack exchange or something like that. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like it's been taught that way for so long that it might be hard to find anything that's not just steeped in that kind of doctrine. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's a helpful pitch to make because when I think about like faith healers mm. and people who cast out demons for a living today, mm-hmm. it is convenient to be able to say like, could come back. That's true. You get you repeat come back. business that way. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. You know, or like if my faith healing didn't work, it's probably because that demon came back. Mm. So you kept your house too clean. Too clean. That's too full of Ouija boards. <laughs> yes. Stacked okay. to the heavens. Okay, moving on. There you go. Verse 27. While he was saying these things, some woman lifted her voice above the murmur of the crowd. Blessed the womb that carried you and the breasts at which you nursed. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Bless those breasts. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Hold the phone. Yep. Thank you, Angry Gerardo, for pointing this out. Jace, will you please read the Tyndale yes. version? Yes, here we of go. This verse. This is the Tyndale version. <laughs> and it fortuned as he spake those thingies, a certain woman of the <laughs> co- company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Happy is the wombi that bear thee, and the pappies which gave thee suki, sucky. <laughs> Give those pappies. <laughs> is pappies a word what for breasts? What is that? What I, is that? <laughs> is pappies? Way too tired to hear this I, right now. Oh my I God. hate. I hate knowing this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Google pappies. Uh, yeah, Google <laughs> it. <laughs> Look oh, it up. Pappies. Wow. Breasts. Pa- 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 that was, <laughs> that was something breasts. all right. <laughs> pap. Oh, God. Is it just pap? Pappies? Pap, paps. Paps. Pap. Pap. Not finding it. Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. Tyndale, like, made up a word. Okay, but this isn't, this. okay, Tyndale is not Old English. It's technically Modern English still, right? Yes. You're telling me that because of the History of English podcast. It technically counts as modern English. It does technically count as does modern it English. Yeah, that, that <laughs> Old English and Middle English are like almost unreadable to us modern day people. Okay. I think it's it's early modern English, but it still technically counts as modern English. Okay. But pappies. <laughs> pappies. I, okay, I can't... <laughs> thankfully, when I put in pappies, breast, English, like I can't find anything... But this requires some more research for sure. Well, I mean... You said thankfully you can't find anything. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was expecting I would just search for Pappies and I would get the like this site you need to be 18 plus to view or something like that. No, like, right if away. I just if I just put in Pappies, it's like, did you mean Papas? Yeah, I'm I like, got no, that too. not me and Papas. No. No. Oh God! Papa's Pappy is is good name for something. I don't know what. <laughs> God. Oh so boy. Funny. Okay, so pappies. I like that I have a new thing to call breasts though, because I was getting tired of calling them twin fawns. Oh. Um, if I hear those words come out of your mouth, though, I swear to God, <laughs> she's not going to be happy with you. No, you're not coming anywhere near these pappies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just okay. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. So, so this woman comes up and says this random thing about Jesus's mom's pappies. Oh, oh, no! I found Jesus. it. Middle English. Oh, Middle English. Sorry. Oh, Middle English. From Scandinavian. Scandinavian. Oh. This is what it says. Middle English, probably of Scandinavian origin, from a bass imitative of the sound of sucking. That I'm sorry. That makes it even worse. <laughs> That makes it so bad. <laughs> why? Why? Why did I even know this? I could have gone my whole life without knowing that. Amazing. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Okay. Let's get back into it. Yeah. So this is Jesus's response to this woman just shouting this out from the crowd. Jesus commented, Whoa, "Even bitch. more blessed yeah. are the <laughs> even." Even more blessed are those who hear God's word and guard it with their lives. Okay. Okay. I think Jesus is like, let me move past my mom's reproductive organs my as fast pappies. as I possibly They're can. They're called pappies. Zedeker. Uh, <laughs> They're called pappies. Zedeker. Wow. Okay. As the crowd, this is a new story, I think. As the crowd swelled, he took a fresh tack. The mood Fresh pap. Of this age is all wrong. The mood of this no. age is all wrong. Everybody's looking I for agree. proof. I agree. <laughs> this, is all, this is all wrong. This is all wrong. <laughs> Everybody's looking for proof, but you're looking for the wrong kind. All you're looking for is something to titillate your curiosity. I'm reading the message, aren't I? Yes. Yeah, you're reading the wrong one. Oh, I was boy. like, where? Okay. what is happening? I was like, this is too hip. Too hip. Too hip. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me go back to verse 27 from, or sorry, the woman said the thing. Okay. Jesus said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. That's even a better response. He's like, she's like, your mom's pappies are great. He's like, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. (laughs) Can we stay on topic? When the multitudes were gathered together to him, he began to say, This is an evil generation. It seeks after a sign. No sign will be given to it, but the sign of Jonah, the prophet. For even as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will also the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and will condemn them. Okay. The Queen of the South. Whoa. That's got to be the name of like a cool bar in New Orleans or something, right? Yeah, for sure. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, one greater than Solomon is here. Right. I remember we we got this in the last gospel too, I think. Because we were talking about this being, who is this? The Queen of Sheba? Because she's the one who came for Solomon's wisdom and loved it. Mm-hmm. The Not men... Of Nineveh, 
will stand up in the judgment with this generation and will condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, one greater than Jonah is here. He's a guy with two thumbs. No man, when he has lit a lamp, puts it in a cellar, nor under a basket, but on a stand, that those who enter in may see the light. The lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, (laughs) when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when it is evil, your body also is full of darkness. Okay, uh, lamp, eyeball, lamp. Yes, eyeball equals lamp. Yeah. This this is interesting to hear them say this because it reminds me of what I would categorize as kind of bad sermon giving that I've witnessed a lot of pastors do. I think there's an easy Mm. temptation to do it, but you can kind of get too caught up in like the poetry of things. You know, people like, like, let's see, what would be a good example? Um, Like this. So therefore, see whether the light that is in you isn't darkness. So Jesus said that. And what we know about darkness is that darkness is an absence of light. (laughs) And that evil then through that is an absence of good. And good is synonymous with well. And a well is a place that you can go to find the nourishment of the earth, which is just like the nourishment we get from God. And that God being in the well means that nature is actually where God lives. It's like this. You kind of like take one metaphor and build on another mm-hmm. metaphor and another, sure, and then you yeah, take- sure. You're like extrapolating sure, sure. it out like a really long way. You take homophones mm-hmm. or you take other meanings of words and you end up somewhere completely different from where you started that has nothing to do with the actual scripture you quoted. Right. <laughs> yeah, got it. Yeah. Brett, he's saying, don't well, trigger me, Chase. Yeah, that was, no, that was surprisingly good. <laughs> Yeah, this is why you could and maybe should be a youth pastor. Mm. <laughs> like farmer is like, I work it all back around to pappies at the end somehow. That would be, yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. ideal. Okay, oh verse 36. If therefore your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly full of light as when the lamp with its bright shining gives you light. He really kind of lost the thread at the end there. (laughs) Now, as he spoke, a certain Pharisee, asking him to dine with him, asked, now, as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. He went in and sat at the table. When the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed himself before dinner. The Lord said to him, I just called him the Lord. Okay, cool. The Lord said to him, that's like a capital L, Lord. Meaning like God. I think Jesus Jesus is just being the Lord, yes. But we haven't called him that that before. So this is interesting. Interesting. The Lord said to him, now you Pharisees cleanse the outside of the cup and of the platter, but your inward part is full of extortion and wickedness. You foolish ones, didn't he who made the outside make the inside also? But give for gifts to the needy those things which are within, and behold, all things will be clean to you. I don't think this is great medical advice. I just no, want to throw that not. out there for it's anyone. Not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every herb. 
but you bypass justice and the love of God. You ought to have done these and not to have left the other undone. Okay, sure. That's yeah. the first time I knew that they are tithing herbs. That's fun. Yeah. 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 I mm. guess because they realize when you burn those, it smells a lot nicer mm, than burning like true. whole pigeons mm-hmm. and stuff. So they're like, let's yeah. start what? doing mint and herbs. Oh, God. Woe to Don't you, Pharisees. Don't look at them in the eye. <laughs> Do not. Woe to you, Pharisees. For you love the best seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like hidden graves, and the men who walk over them don't know it. Okay, sick burns. One of the lawyers asked him, Teacher, in saying this, you insult us also. He said, Woe to you, lawyers, also, for you load men with burdens that are difficult to carry, and you yourselves won't even lift one finger to help carry those burdens. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. So you testify and consent to the works of your fathers, for they killed them, and you build their tombs. Yeah. I don't feel like Jesus is very popular at this dinner party right now. No, no, he's raining on everybody's parade. Definitely. Therefore, also, the wisdom of God said, uh, now it's calling him the wisdom of God, okay. I will send to them, or is this a quote within a quote? I see, this is a quote within a quote. So this is Jesus still talking. Therefore, also, the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles, and some of them they will kill and persecute, that the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation. From the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you took away the key of knowledge. You didn't enter in yourselves, and those who were entering in, you hindered. As he said these things to them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to be terribly angry. So angry. (laughs) (laughs) Understandably. And to draw many things out of him, lying in wait for him and seeking to catch him in something he might say that they might accuse him. And that's the end of chapter 11. Boy. Wow. Wow, that was a long chapter. Yeah, it was. It was surprisingly long, yes. This is interesting because this is a lot of content that we have not gotten in other gospels, at least not that I recall. Mm. Yeah. I feel like we got a shorter version of this dinner party thing because I do remember- This awkward dinner party? This awkward dinner party, yeah. Was it in this gospel or a different gospel where there was the dinner party where a Pharisee invited him into a house of a prostitute or something and then was like, ha, 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 he didn't know it was a prostitute's house. That's why he accepted this food. He fell for it. And he's like, who cares? No, I I think that's a made-up story that you just made up just now. I don't (laughs) think so. Wasn't it? I think that you're conflating that with Going to Mary Magdalene's house? No. Maybe Mary Magdalene? No, I oh, think okay. you're all conflating no. it with him going okay. to the Pharisee's house and then the lady who's maybe Mary Magdalene, maybe a prostitute coming and dumping a bunch of oil on his head. Okay. No, no, no. This is a different one. This is the one where he's with a Pharisee and a woman comes up to him and like offers him something and he's like, bless you, child. And the Pharisee's like, ha, ha, ha. He didn't know that woman was a prostitute. He must not be a real prophet. Okay. I still think that yeah, might be a made-up story, but but you are the youth pastor. You would make up the story, and everyone would believe it. Oh, so he knows for sure. Yeah. 
11. Um, apparently it was from Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. One of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him and that Jesus came and reclined at the table when a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. She brought a jar of perfume. No, that's yeah, the see? perfume story. It's the perfume one. Mm. Yeah. I guess and he accepts I think it. this is your fan, your Jesus okay. fan fiction brain. You're right. Created You're this right. story. Okay. okay, fine. I love that though. <laughs> love that for you. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, great. Maybe yeah. I just made it up. Uh, should we blast okay. on through without a break? Do y'all yeah. need a break? Oh. I'm fine to break on through to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, we okay. can do that. Okay, let's do this though. Right here in the middle of the show, we would like to ask all of you to spread the word and help us to build the size of our Patreon and our listeners large enough so that we can afford to go to the Jesus Festival in Japan next summer. That's the stretch goal. That's the stretch goal we'll put on yeah. Patreon. Oh, I love that. I like that. That's good. That's good. Anyway, it would really help us a lot. Even if you're not able to give any money, it's just spread the word. Tell your friends about the podcast. We really do this for the love of it. And the Patreon is really just so that we can pay our editor and pay for our hosting fees and things like that. You'll notice we don't really advertise on this show because we just do this because we love it. And so we want more people to be here listening to it. So if you could go tell your friends, tell your family, tell your Bible study group, tell your co-students, classmates, that's the word, <laughs> your classmates at seminary uh, or, or wherever you are. And we would just love to have them come around. And of course, if you are able to contribute some money to help keep this show going, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash study. And as a thank you for being a parishioner there, we have things like early releases of episodes, personal toasts on the show, uh, Emily's drink recipes, especially now that she's back making her fancy cocktails. Yes. And of course, our love and affection and maybe some sort of like advance to the front of the line tickets in the afterlife. Can't promise that one, but just maybe. You never good. know. That's good. That's good. All right. I'm going to take us into Luke chapter 12. Meanwhile, when a multitude of many thousands had gathered together, so much so that they trampled on each other. Gosh. Mm. Oh, geez. He began, he began to tell his disciples, first of all, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. What? which is hypocrisy. But there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the darkness will be heard in the light. What you have spoken in the ear, in the inner chambers, will be proclaimed on the housetops. Click, click, click. I tell you, my friends. Yeah. Yes, click, click, click. I tell you, my friends, don't be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do. But I will warn you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into Gehenna. Yes, I tell you, oh. fear him. Yes, Emily. Wait, are you? Are they talking about God? Um, um, that's that's a question. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, at least according to the message, he says, "God, save your fear for God, who holds your entire life, body, and soul in His hands." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, that's really interesting because. Have we talked about hell yet? Not a ton. Like, we've talked about Hades. We have mentioned Hades. But the fact that they're... We've talked about Sheol, which is more like the land of the dead in the Jewish tradition. But now they're saying that God has the power to cast you into hell? Like, that's really interesting. 
basically in, implying that there is a heaven and a hell. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, yeah. it is interesting that we have gotten Hades a number of times. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because we know that the New Testament was translated first into Greek and then basically from Greek into all the other languages. And of course, mm-hmm. Greek mythology would have had the word Hades and the concept of Hades. So I imagine there would be some kind of mixing of those yeah. concepts, right? Like yeah. that those might have evolved together in a way. Yeah. Hmm. Aren't five sparrows sold for two Asaria coins? Aren't they? Aren't uh, they? That's funny because uh, Eugene says two or three pet canaries. Oh, which pet canaries? Uh, yeah, that's, why would it be a different bird? Like at the why do you bird market in Hong Kong? Mm-hmm. You can get yeah. these pet canaries. There were a lot yeah. there, by the way. How yeah. many Asarians did they cost? That's a, they didn't have <laughs> price tags on them, so mm. I don't know. But you got to negotiate. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. You got to haggle. Maybe you could bring this Bible verse in with you. And be like, look. Oh, I love that. Jesus says right here, this only costs two or three Asarias. So, so this, this like, clarifies, what, what is that? there's a parenthesis here that says that one Asaria coin uh, was worth about an hour's wages for an agricultural laborer. So I'm just going to call that minimum okay. wage. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not one of them is forgotten by God, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Therefore, don't be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. I tell you. (laughs) That's nice. Thank you. (laughs) Everyone who confesses me before men, him will the son of man also confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me in the presence of men will be denied in the presence of the angels of God. Everyone who speaks a word against the son of man will be forgiven. But those who blaspheme against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. When they bring you before the synagogues, the rulers, and the authorities, don't be anxious how or what you will answer or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that same hour what you must say. One of the multitude said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Gosh, (laughs) these these petty issues they're bringing to him. That's random. I know. He's like, I don't have time for this. I'm about to die. (laughs) But he said to him, Man, Man, who made me a judge or an arbitrator over you? Yeah, great question. He said to them, beware, keep yourselves from covetousness, for a man's life doesn't consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. Mm. He spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth abundantly. He reasoned within himself saying, what will I do? Because I don't have room to store my crops. He said, This is what I will do. I will pull down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. I will tell my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, be merry. (laughs) But God said to him, you foolish one. Tonight your soul is required of you. The things which you have prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This is great. And I want to read you just a little bit of that from the Tyndale Bible because Mm, it's pretty delightful. So, and he put forth a similitude unto them, saying, A similitude? The ground of a certain rich ma brought forth fruities plenteously. And he thought in him saying, What shall I do? 
because I have new room where to bestow my fruities. <laughs> and, and he said, this, oh my God. this will I do. I will destroy ye my barnies and build ye greater, and therein I will gather all my fruities and my goodies. <laughs> like fruit snacks? Like what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> my little fruities and goodies. No room to bestow my fruities. Oh, it's good. <laughs> uh, so good. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. He said to his disciples, therefore I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat, nor yet for your body, what you will wear. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They don't sow. They don't reap. They have no warehouse or barn, and God feeds them. <laughs> How much more valuable are you than birds? Which of you, by being anxious, can add a cubit to his height? If then you aren't able to do even the least things, why are you anxious about the rest? <laughs> Consider the lilies. How they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if this is how God clothes the grass in the field, which today exists and tomorrow is cast into the oven, Whoa. how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? O ye of little faith. Don't seek what you will eat or what you will drink, neither be anxious. For the nations of the world seek after all the, of these things, but your father knows that you need these things. But seek God's <laughs> cool. kingdom and all these things will be added to you. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm going to hand it off to Emily now. All right, here we go. Don't be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's, I, I feel like that's a little patronizing. Yeah, I was going to say. Little, little flock. Wow. A little condescending. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> little fluky. Yeah, <laughs> little fluky. Sell that which you have and give gifts to the needy. Make for yourselves purses which don't grow old, a treasure in the heavens that doesn't fail, where no thief approaches, neither moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let your loins be girded and your lamps burning. Be like men watching for their Lord when he returns from the marriage feast, that when he comes and knocks, they may immediately open to him. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord will find watching when he comes. Most assuredly, I tell you that he will dress himself and make them recline and will come and serve them. They will be blessed if he comes in the second or third watch and finds them so. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what hour the thief was coming, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Okay. Therefore, well, obviously, that's the whole point. Is like yeah. if you knew someone was coming to mess your shit, yeah. you would make sure you were awake at that time that's to true. make sure they didn't come and mess your shit. Yeah, for sure. Therefore, be ready also, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you don't expect him. Peter said to him, Lord, are you telling this parable to us or to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird question. Like, is this directed at us or is this just general? It's just, like, what? <laughs> Do we need to pay attention to this one? <laughs> Why does it matter? It's, right. Or to the plea. I kind of spaced out. Was this for me specifically? Yeah. <laughs> the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise steward whom his Lord will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the right times? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord will find doing so when he comes. Truly, I tell you that he will set him over all that he has. Uh, so he didn't answer his question, basically, is what I'm reading here. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like he kind of answered it with something else. 
Mm. Yeah, he answered a question with another question or just a weird sentence. But if that servant says in his heart, my Lord delays his coming and begins to beat men servants and the maid servants and to eat and drink and to be drunken, then the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he isn't expecting him, in an hour that he doesn't know, and will cut him in two and place his portion Whoa. with the unfaithful. Whoa. Whoa. Gosh. Chill. Jeez. That Goodness. got way more intense Dark. than I expected. Yeah. That servant who knew his Lord's will and didn't prepare nor do what he wanted will be beaten with many stripes. But he who didn't know and did things worthy of stripes will be beaten with few stripes. Stripes? They'll still be beaten, but fewer stripes. Like fewer, like... (laughs) like, Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, whooshy, whooshy. Okay, no, it's like if... Okay. Yeah. If you were given the assignment, you knew what the assignment was supposed to be, and you didn't do it, you're going to be beaten. But if I come back and and I didn't tell you what the assignment was, but you still messed up somehow, I'll still beat you, but just not as intensely. Okay. Yikes. Mm, Okay. Yeah, let's see. Let me check some other... Some other versions. I'm really here. curious to know how Eugene figures this one out. Yeah, Eugene's like, how can I make this less intense? Yeah. The servant who knows what his master wants and ignores it or insolently does whatever he pleases will be thoroughly thrashed. Ooh. But if he does a poor job through ignorance, he'll get off with a slap on the hand. Okay. 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 And um, let me just check Tyndale here to see if there's anything good. The servout that Knui, his master's and Knui? whose master's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be Betty with many stripes. Betty. But he that knew not and yet died to commit thingies worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. <laughs> Thanks, Tendale, for that one. Okay. <laughs> To whoever much is given of him will much be required, and to whom much was entrusted of him more will be asked. Mm. I came to throw fire on the earth. I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am until it is accomplished. Okay, alert, alert, alert. In Tyndale, verse 50. Uh Uh-huh. Notwithstanding, I must be baptized with a baptime. Oh, good. A back time. Good. <laughs> so back time is That's back. That's back. Yes. Yay. Do you think that I have come to give peace in this earth? I tell you no, but rather division. For from now on, there will be five in one house divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against her mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Okay, we get it. <laughs> He said to the multitudes also, when you see a cloud rising from the west, immediately you say, a shower is coming. And so it happens. What is happening? What, what are they talking about? I think we've, I think we did another like hard shift yeah, to yes. a different topic. To a different topic. Yeah. When a south wind blows, you say, there will be a scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. But how is it that you don't interpret this time? Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? For when you are going with your adversary before the magistrate, try diligently on the way to be released from him, lest perhaps he drag you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and the officer throw you into prison. I tell you, you will by no means get out of there until you have paid the very last penny. Wow. Whoa. What? 
what, what, what? Yeah. What, what, what? what? It got weird. So uh, I was looking at Eugene to try to get some clues here. Yeah. And he gave that whole thing about like, when you see clouds coming from the west, you say storms coming and you're right. And when the wind comes out of the south, you say, this will be a hot one. And you're right. Man, Frauds. You know, you know how to tell a change in the weather. So don't tell me you can't tell a change in the season, the God season we're in right the now. God season. Ooh, snap. <laughs> Dang. That's a hyphenated word, God season. Okay. Oh, the God okay. season what if we, we're in right now. What if we just petitioned the publishers of the Bible to change the title to something God like season. Pappies and Bappies? <laughs> Pappies, Pappies for bap, bap time with Pappies? Bap time with Pappies. <laughs> A Bible story. <laughs> that would be a good, like a, a a thing that looks like a children's book, but it's very much not. I love that. You know, bath time with babies yeah. or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird book we're yeah. reading. Yeah. You mean this, yes, this year? Agreed. This year, Bible of ours? This one. Yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. Yeah. Woof. Boy, oh boy. And that's it. That's that's the end of the reading yeah. for this wow. day. Well, good job to us. Good job to everybody in the chat for sticking with us through <laughs> yeah. all of our technical difficulties. Yeah. I'm so glad yes. that we were able to make this work. Yeah, for sure. Amazingly. Wow. Amazingly, indeed. Indeed. Emily, you want to bring us home? Yeah, let's do it. Thank you, everyone, so much. Oh, wait. No, we have an ending toast. Oh, wait. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, we have a parishioner. We have a parishioner. We have a toast to do. We have a new parishioner. That is Justin. Justin. Yeah, Justin. Cheers to you. I, sometimes, depending on the content that we've covered during an episode, whenever we have a parishioner toast, I feel a little embarrassed. Or I'm like, this is what your money is going towards. <laughs> Pappies and bappies. Thank you, Justin, so much. Couldn't have done it without you, Justin. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Okay, Justin and everybody else, thank you all for joining us for Bible Study today. If you want to join the audience in our live stream shows, follow us on Twitch at Drunk Bible Study or go to drunkbiblestudy.com slash live. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including early releases, cocktail recipes, personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and write us a nice review on iTunes, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group or on our Discord server at discord.drunkbiblestudy.com. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of The The The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.